Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. My name Hello. is Mark, and here with me again are Jackie. Hi. And Miles. Hello again. Hi, Miles. Hello again. Um, we are normally a podcast that talks about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the anime that started back in the year 2012. Uh, but we already covered all of that. You can find our episodes in a weird order on anchor.fm slash jjbpod and so what we've been doing since is covering other anime that may or may not be related to jojo's bizarre adventure this week we covered castle in the sky also known as laputa castle in the sky you'll find out why they don't call it that in a lot of territories yeah pretty soon um a studio ghibli slash hayao miyazaki movie from 1986 and this was a patreon pick thank you yeah person from patreon thank you to martin oh martin listener martin. martin um so before we get into breaking down um chewing up swallowing spitting out no castle in the sky we're not gonna do all that we should stop in a little place that I like to call Friend Flying Fortress. That doesn't okay. make any sense. Uh, well, we're uh, we're gonna read your emails, emails that are sent to JoJo'sBizarrePod at gmail dot com. We do have a Twitter. You can tweet to us, but we don't read those. Twitter is stupid. Mark reads them. We, we don't read them out loud. Yeah, yeah we read oh, them. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you're trying to out me. You're trying to. Mark reads them. Yeah, I read them. Jackie sees me eating a big bowl of popcorn going, oh my God, <laughs> these mentions. Uh, who would like to read the first email? This first email is from Eli. Hey, JGB pod gang. I'm writing in to recommend some more anime. Yay. The newest trigger show, BNA, just came out on Netflix and it's an absolute delight. The other anime I'd like to recommend is Bakemonogatari. It has some most unique ugh, direction <laughs> and cinematography I've seen in an anime. This question has probably been asked before, but what are your favorite anime slash manga? This question has been asked before and is answered in episode zero, I think. Probably. It? <laughs> it's probably true. I don't know that has... Do you guys feel like anything has changed, though? Do we have since... We've been really branching out and diversifying our watch portfolio. Do you guys feel like you have new favorite anime or manga? Uh, the ones I've kept watching are Carol and Tuesday and High Score Girl and um, Mob Psycho, but I kind of stopped watching Mob Psycho. Mm. Yeah. I really liked... Um, Promise y- Neverland. Promise Neverland. Yep. Your name. Your name's very good. Mm, Parasite was fun. Parasite's fun. I agree. And uh-huh. the one where he it's it's uh he uh-huh. has to play he has to gamble with his life and stuff. Kaiji. Kaiji. Kaiji's fun. Jack and I have been actually revisiting Akagi, which is the same author, but it's all mahjong stuff. It's insane. It's good, and it does teach you good strategies for mahjong because we've been playing again, and we are in financial ruin. No, we're not. Because we've been gambling on Japanese Mahjong uh, online. Um, (laughs) We've not been gambling. Yeah, I'm also really liking High Score Girl. That was a recommendation a few people made. Um, Promised Neverland was good. I like uh, Keep Your Hands Off, Azoken. 
Um, I enjoyed, there was something else that was kind of mellow and down to earth that I enjoyed. Um, but I don't, I guess I didn't enjoy it that much if I don't know what it is, but I also don't remember a lot of things. Besides that though, I guess my favorite animes are things like, uh, Evangelion and, uh, Cowboy Bebop and Trigun and pretty much anything from the late nineties I think is good. Uh, I like movies too. Perfect Blue might be my favorite anime movie. Um, I I feel like this podcasting about it has made me sour on Evangelion. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I feel like I watched it and I was like, I haven't learned anything in (laughs) however many years since I've watched this. I still don't understand what the show is about. I think I kind of came around on it. Like I went into this area of being like, you know what? It's not that good. It's kind of stupid. Yeah. and messy and now I'm, i've swung back around to being like you know what just because something doesn't quite land a dismount or or isn't super beautifully organized and what is uh doesn't mean it's not uh super fun and cool and good um and other simple words so i still like it a lot um even if i don't think that i could say it's the mo- it's the anime that makes the most sense it's the anime that's easiest to follow or uh you know I think by this point I can say JoJo's is one of my favorites. <laughs> oh, we should have it, said JoJo's. It probably wasn't when we first Crap. started this podcast. It probably wasn't because I didn't watch enough of it. Yeah, yeah. But JoJo, by this point, okay, yes. yeah. JoJo's <laughs> is my favorite manga for sure. I also, you know what I, I found from this from this podcast is I also really like Bao. I like the Bao OVA a lot. Mm. I was thinking about that today. I was like, I want to rewatch Bao. I also, after we watched it for this podcast, I was at like a house party in Brooklyn that had a projector onto a wall and I just put on the bow OVA because it was on YouTube. That was before <laughs> uh, uh, the pandemic. No, I went to a house party two days ago. <laughs> no, you didn't. I oh, no. breathed on everybody. Um, yeah, those are some of our favorite things. Um, thanks for writing. Uh, this is another email from Christian and the subject is Araki's manga. Huh. I was just talking about that in the form of bow. Hey gang, been a, oof, why I sound so nervous. Hey gang, been a while <laughs> hey, Mark, since I've okay, written it's in. Okay, it's <laughs> <laughs> It's been a while since I've written in. Sorry about that. My mental health has been on the decline as of recent, but I've Aww. still been listening to the episodes each week. That's, you don't. That's you don't all have that matters. To. You don't have to. No. You don't have to write to us. It's take, okay. Take care of yourself. Yeah, you can call us on one eight hundred JoJo Mouth. Well, sometimes it helps my mental health to just write stuff out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you email it to people? Yeah, I email it to this podcast. Have you not been getting those? (laughs) Oh, my God. I didn't didn't realize that you were, uh, insert name here. Uh, Let me just read this email. A few thoughts on Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. When I was 14, I first watched the original show and thought the plot it came up with was really dumb. Now I'm 19, I need to give it a rewatch to see if I still feel that way. I'm currently reading the original manga in the form of the Full Metal Edition published by Viz, which is hardcover with glossy pages, a revised translation. It's pretty awesome. Speaking of Viz, I've also been buying their part four volumes for JoJo and reading Araki's manga in black and white on physical pages. Honestly, goaded. The Araki, Araki's art really shines, uh, reading how it was intended, meaning the black and white. But the colored scans are most certainly pretty in their own right. Part 4 is an interest is interesting manga-wise because there is a direct and not-so-subtle transition partway through from the muscly and buff style to a way more slim and feminine style. I'll leave some images attached so you guys can compare. Also, did you guys know that during Part 1-3 to three in Weekly Shonen Jump, 
Araki didn't take any hiatuses while working on them, but with every part after, hiatuses would become a little more frequent with each passing part. Now, part 8, Jojolion, is running monthly, and hiatuses aren't frequent, but they are kinda common. It's understandable considering that the man has been writing genre-defining manga for over 30 years straight, and he's in his 60s. Jesus. Hmm. Also, I heard a listener say in the Full Metal Alchemist app that Part 8 is one of Araki's best, and I have to agree. Part 8 is actually in its endgame, and Araki is at the height of his ability to tell a compelling story, and he's drawing his best art yet. Sorry for the really long email. Just had a lot I wanted to talk about. Thank you for reading it. You're welcome. Thanks for writing. Thanks for writing in. Whoa. Um, well, when I do guess you think I have he's going to retire? What's that? When do you think he's going to retire? He's so old. Um, I feel like... I don't know if it was rumored. I feel like there was talk of this being the last one, or maybe that was last part that people no! said would be the last one. I think part six was rumored to be the last one at one point, and then he was like, just kidding, and kept writing. Wow, like Michael Jordan? Yeah. He couldn't, yeah. Araki went down to a different sport uh-huh. um, and played in the minor leagues of manga. Mm-hmm. He was writing technical, like, guide pamphlets for Ikea. He was drawing those. But people were like, we don't need you to write sound effects for putting together a dresser. That's not necessary. So he came back. Um, and Classic yeah, story. Steel Ball runs very good. Um, yeah, I got to catch up on Jojo Leon, especially if I, I don't follow a lot of Jojo social media. But on the off chance, people are going to talk about spoilers or the ending or whatever. I should probably uh, get the let out. But yeah, I didn't know that the part four stuff had colored pages. That's interesting. Okay. Christian sent some art. Do we think the style has changed? Uh oh can oh, oh the art was to this? compare. Oh yeah yeah you can see that like on one half it's basically like Josuke looks like Jotaro on in two panels, mm. and then he looks like Jorno in the other two. Mm. Like the nose became a lot softer, the mouth stayed the same, but the eyes got bigger. I think the jaw got a little bit softer. Um, I think a lot of it is just that the face got shorter and the eyes are prettier. Mm. Um, and yeah, they don't they don't look like they're as wide as like box trucks. That maybe helps too. That he's not just the big fucking minivan of a of a shoulder frame that Jotaro was. Who do you think is the hottest JoJo? Probably Jotaro. Jotaro. Mm, I will agree. It's settled. We don't even need your vote, Miles. Okay, that's fine. Uh, who wants to read the next one? Or or uh, Lisa Lisa. Anyway, um, dear JJBP gang. Oh, this the uh, subject line is a JoJo's level romance. Dear JJBP gang, I've been listening to the pod. Oh, and this is from <laughs> wow, <laughs> Brayden. This is from Brayden. A JoJo's level romance. Dear JJVP gang, I've been listening to the podcast over the past two weeks and have almost caught up. I'm a high school student from Mississippi. I don't have an accent, so please don't try. <laughs> Everybody has an accent. Um, wow. I think they mean Mississippi accent. Okay. Uh, and I uh, have enjoyed this podcast a lot. I feel like I was kind of falling out of liking JoJo near the end of part four, but your pod gave me the push to finish it and achieve heaven. I wanted to recommend you an anime, not just for the podcast, but just for you to try, called Kagaya-sama Love is Warm. 
It's an anime focusing on two high school kids that are the president and vice president of the school who take a day to day who take on day to day problems such as going to the movies and turn them into mind games like Jojo. It's very hard to explain, but it's a very fun anime and I highly recommend episode one, episodes one, four and six. Episode four has a very familiar voice actor in it. Thanks for making this quarantine not so boring. P.S. I wrote this on my phone, so excuse the typos. P.P.S. You know what goes here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Horny. <laughs> um, what was that? That anime sounds cool. Yeah. But put it on the list, Mark. I already did. Woo. Who do you think the familiar voice actor is? I'm Christopher Walken? Now. Hmm. I'm looking H. Now. John Benjamin? I'm scrolling just through the general voice cast. Let's see. I'm looking to see Dustin if, Hoffman, if Noria Wakamoto is listed or something. Hmm. Kristen Schaal. Well, I don't recognize these names by uh, name, so I'm not sure. I don't know. You, none of the names I mentioned are on there. No, Dustin Hoffman is not on this goddamn list. Oh, okay. You idiot. Oh man. Let's see. Uh, was there a question in here or no? No. <laughs> good. Fuck it. Let's move on. No, that's that's good recommendation. One, four, and six is good that you just gave us three episodes and we didn't have to assume the first three and then miss out on all the good stuff. Um, it's on the list. Who would like to read? Oh, it's me, isn't it? Or no, is it Miles? It's Miles. It's me. Not who wrote the email, but to read the email. I hope that's clear. Yeah, we got it. Okay. Sheeta is the subject line. And this email is from Martin, who recommended this week's anime. Correct. Martin says, hi-o, I'm very bad with money. (laughs) Very good to us. (laughs) I've had it pretty rough at work these past two weeks, even had to make a complaint about a coworker because they were avoiding their duties and I had to keep up with everything they were supposed to fix alongside my shit. Whoa. But then I said, fuck it. Let's have you watch my favorite Ghibli movie, La Puta castle in the sky though this was not my first ghibli movie it is still my favorite of the bunch wow this is actually the first studio ghibli movie even though the castle of cagliostro and nausicaa came before miyazaki's first movies the studio wasn't founded until 1985 after those movies came out i really like everything that is in this movie from the characters to the machinery and locations also the soundtrack same I still, to this day, have the chasing soundtrack when they go rescue Sheeta from the military. In my head, when running or going somewhere fast. In my eyes, a classic. More like in your ears. (laughs) I don't know what else to say. It's pretty late, and I've been very sleepy today, huh? Although I just got past my favorite villager, Merengue, in Animal Crossing to move into my island, and I'm so excited. Congrats. Also, now you get to swim around the island. I played for like two hours just swimming and collecting deep sea stuff. P.S. The earth speaks to all of us, and if we listen, we can understand. P.P.S. I'm really tired. Sorry to hear that. I am also tired. Great email. Great tired email. Uh, Yeah, that was good knowledge. I think if the earth was speaking to me, I would just hear it saying like, get off, get off. (laughs) I think that's what earth is telling us. And I want to get off. There's I forgot no the name Sheeta. Sheeta! We, uh, we watched it today, so I have not forgotten it. And I saw this email subject line first, so mm. I didn't quite count how many times Pazu said Sheeta, but I was definitely noticing it. Yeah. Um, Someone needs to make a Sheeta supercut. Yeah. 
I have a theory about where that name comes from as well. Um, not my theory. I read it on Wikipedia, but I have a theory for you. We have not played Animal Crossing. Jackie and I have, however, each played a little bit of Ring Fit Adventure. Yeah, it's fun. Which uh, is really clever Nintendo Switch exercise game uh, that uses the controllers that you like kind of strap to your body or hold in this plastic ring. I only did it for like five minutes and I was sore the next day. Yeah. <laughs> I realized though that I'm definitely like, I, I told it go like super easy. I'm way out of shape. I was never good at this stuff to begin with. And like for an example, it's like you're attacking this little thing and it was like, do two squats to attack. And I was like, okay, two squats. And then I saw Jackie doing the game later and it was like 10. Oh yeah. Cause she I, I was playing like on squats. Cause Mark was playing on easy little baby mode and yeah. I was playing on the one slightly above that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, just cause I was like, I want a challenge. And I was like, uh, yeah, I should do that. I was a little sore too after playing, but I wasn't that sore Yeah. as much as I, I have been sore when I used to work out in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's good. Miles, you should look up some videos of it. I think you'll be uh, impressed with it. Uh, okay. It's also proof that if you gamify anything, I might give it a shot. I think it's, it's a pretty great idea. Like yeah. for Nintendo to make a RPG that required you to like actually physically run and like physically do Squeeze. things to attack. Yeah. yeah. Do you uh, like press? And using this little ring that like the, the, the ring tool is interesting. Yeah. But anyway, it's like a pulling, squeezing thing. I don't know. Yeah. Pull, push. It's a mostly body weight stuff, but it's like a little bit of like a resistance kind yeah. of deal. Mm. All right, here we go. This next email is called I'm back bitches. And it's from peach. Email goes like this. It's me, Peach, and I'm here yet again. I'll try not to talk your ears off every week, but I still got more to say, so I'm going to say it. First, a little clarification about my last email. Yes, the plushies are chibi, but I'm pretty sure microorganism is the name of the specific line. Also, I'm just an absolute sucker for cute things, which probably explains why I love them so much, but hey, to each their own. Two questions for you guys now. One for Jackie. I've already given up trying to spell your names funky. And one for everyone. Jackie, in the last episode, you said you wanted people to ask for advice. So here's mine. I'm going off to college in a little over a month. And though I've already made one friend, coincidentally, it was over JoJo. I'm scared it's going to be hard for me to make friends because I'm pretty shy around strangers. What's your best advice for meeting new people in college? Second, I have a question for you all about anime in general. Aside from JoJo and some of the more, quote, classic or really popular ones like A Cruel Angel's Thesis and Tank, what are some of your favorite anime openings? It's really hard for me to choose just one. But I think I would have to go with Wild Side from Beastars because the song is really great and the stop motion animation is really unique. Really unique, Miles. There it is. Uh, Intensifier and the word unique. You love it. Also, stupid. if I remember correctly, Mark with a K, that's pretty funky, said in the last ep that he likes Studio Trigger. I do too. And guess what? A new Studio Trigger show, BNA, just came to Netflix in America. I really enjoyed watching it a few months back and it makes for a fun watch. So I would recommend Peach. P.S. I'm sorry for calling you bitches in the subject. You're all very lovely people. It's okay. PPS. Every time I close my eyes, I wake up feeling so depressed because they didn't announce Stone Ocean at the Golden Wind Anime Expo panel, and I pray that we get news sometime soon and that people will stop harassing David Production over it because, hey, that's not fair for anyone. Yeah. And there's a weekly meme attached, um, and this is the um, It's More Likely Than You Think ad banner format of Dopio pointing at himself. The quote is, the boss in my me? It's more likely than you think. And the button is for a free doppy check. Dopey. I don't get this meme. Well, 
here's the thing I was going to ask in, in weekly meme corners. Oh, there's a little hidden Easter egg in the bottom left I didn't notice. It's just, wait a minute, what does this say? It's Diavolo and it says, my sweet dopio, how do I get free Robux? What the fuck? All right. Um, <laughs> the format, the first meme iteration, I remember seeing this was the one where it's just like a woman looking at the camera and like, hmm, but it just says centipedes in my vagina. It's more likely <laughs> than you think. And then it, it just iterated on. That's a pretty old meme. That's at least, that's like 15 years old. Um, what? Well, I'm only 13. Yeah, you're not 13 miles. You're an old ass man. You have to think about taxes and shit. That's true. It's fucking stupid. I hate it. <laughs> I've been telling people that Jackie and I have been looking at houses and now I look at people's like roofs. Because we're going to buy a house, everybody. Ugh. I'm the nerdiest thing. I look at their houses and I'm like, that looks, I look at the roof and I'm like, that looks pretty new. That's, I think yeah. they, they got tons of time on that. Yeah. And you can tell it's new because of X, Y, and Z. And then I'm like, Mark, you We're asshole. transforming into adults. You grown-up piece of shit. I just made a Pinterest board about backyard landscaping. <laughs> no. I tweeted this, but I was like, I realize now I can just talk to any parent about being a parent. Yeah. And somebody was like, well, now anyone who's not a parent soon will no longer want to talk to you. And I was like, no, I'll be cool forever. <laughs> no, that's not true. I, I, think for, I think for like a lot of normies, they probably just say the most... Like, they're not good at expressing specific reasons for why their kid is interesting or how their life has changed. Um, I, I don't think that's going to be quite the, the same with you. I think you'll nice. have interesting observations. Uh, and we're, we're curious people. So time to answer some questions. Give some advice. Okay. I have... Only Jackie is allowed to give advice. That's right. Only you can do it. You... Uh, I know I said that you should write in for advice, but you... Uh, targeting just me for this is bad. <laughs> Targeted. Because uh, I uh, I am bad at making new friends, and I made a total of zero friends in my four years of college. So that's not quite it's true. You were friends with people in college; you just didn't keep them. Um, who did I make? I didn't make any friends. You were friends with Mel, my uh, roommate. No, like I wasn't friends with my old with any of my roommates. I wasn't like friends with any of my roommates. It's just like they would sometimes invite me to hang out, but we were roommates. Like we weren't friends. Jackie, maybe the problem was that you <laughs> kept everyone in a roommate box and you refused to be friends. You're like that's some roommate shit. Um, we're not hanging out right now. So I'm also really shy and I also do this thing. Uh, I, I'm better about it now, but I used to be very like self-conscious about like nobody actually I, like just assuming nobody actually wants to talk to me and nobody actually wants to hang out with me. So like I would never... Really, what you should do is you should invite people out, and if they don't want to go, whatever, like they'll give you the they'll give you clues or they'll tell you no or whatever. But um, I just was afraid of everybody, so I never asked anybody to hang out. Um, That's actually really good advice. So do that. So ask people to hang out, talk to people, um, like people that seem friendly. Just like try to talk to them, like put like remind yourself, oh, I should talk to this person, and then talk to them like but mm. like make the effort um but don't do anything i did in college because i made no friends and i didn't keep any friends <laughs> but you did graduate i did graduate yeah. you, um, you got a degree i hung out with mark mark was able to make friends so yeah. mark is probably the one and, and miles too miles made friends too so these guys will be able to give you some advice uh but we won't i just hung out with mark's friends <laughs> <laughs> I did not graduate from that school. And Mark did not graduate. So I made the other. So, so that's really the problem is you have to decide if you want to graduate or have friends. Yeah. Miles, it's, how about that's, you? It's not really a dichotomy. 
<laughs> How many not friends like you that. got you from college, Miles? Miles graduated. How many friends? I actually did not hang on to many friends. Actually, well, I still like am friendly with people like online. I don't see anyone because nobody sees anyone now and we all live in different places. But I think my advice would be to like sign up for a bunch of like extracurricular stuff. I don't know if that's what you call it in college anymore. Like do a bunch of clubs. All of my friends were at the college newspaper. And if I could do it again, I would join even more clubs. Like I would join the Asian people group and the Filipino people group, but I didn't do that because I was just like, I don't know. I because you're Italian. People. Because you're Italian and you look like a weirdo. Yeah, and I felt, yeah, I felt like I wouldn't fit in, but I was interested <laughs> in those cultures, so I, I should have signed up. You would go to those clubs and tell everyone, like, you know, in the Philippines, um, right now, uh, the Marcos family is creeping back in on a local government scale, and people would be like, we know that. We are Filipino. <laughs> we follow the news. So join That's a funny thing to do is to explain people's culture to them. Yeah, they love it. <laughs> it's called um, something explaining. I think if I could tell my younger self anything, it would be like to pursue your interests more forcefully because that's how you discover like what you're interested and not interested in and to just like do more stuff in general. Mm. I, I, will... I didn't do anything in high school. Mm, yeah, that's true. You, you did things in high school. I mostly spent time with Mark, which was a that waste is not of time. true. We actually did not hang out that much in high school. Don't you fucking use me as your excuse for wasting time? I regret it every minute. No, 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 no. Uh, I I will also second not necessarily joining clubs because that also I know can like add a weird kind of pressure, but just find your niche. If you're into games, I mean, obviously you're into manga and anime, um, and there will absolutely be if the college is of a decent size at all there will definitely be some anime and manga um clubs Mm -hmm. or communities um i i met some people at the gaming club uh but it was not a club it was just like people where you're allowed to bring tvs are over here bringing tvs and playstations and just setting them up and playing games yeah and in both of these uh examples there's a lot of weirdos there's a lot of uh, inappropriate flirting. That's why I couldn't make friends there. <laughs> but you Because can, I'm not going to initiate and the people like in, in the game room, like it, we called it the game room, but like people brought their... Smelled like shit. People brought their like Playstations and stuff and, and uh, played fighting games. But like I wasn't able to make any friends because one, I was never going to approach anybody for the most part. You're very shy. I'm, I, I was very, very shy. I'm better now. I probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably like if I could do college again, like as I am now, I probably would have been able to make some friends, but I'm not going to approach anybody. I'm just like terrified of everybody at the, at the time. And the only people that would approach me were creepy people guys that i didn't really want to talk to and then i also couldn't get away from because i'm nice and so i'm like how do i get how, how do, do i leave how do i run away from this situation without hurting anybody's feelings and it was very difficult <laughs> it's like a pretty common uh female experience as i understand it yeah um thank you for being nice to us ladies <laughs> um i i also made I a lot of echo oh sorry i was gonna say i also made friends or i, I made one friend and that kind of dominoed into other people that we knew just because in my freshman dorm, I was the last year of people that did not have air conditioning because they installed air conditioning for the very next <laughs> year. And so it started in the summer and it would be so fucking hot that we would all, a bunch of us would go into the basement. Those of us who stayed up too late anyway, we'd go into the basement of the dorm and I wasn't going to class um, and hang out there. Um, and that's where I met one of my friends who would eventually become my roommate. And then, you know, we found other people in later dorms. Yeah. Um, and I still talk to them pretty much every day, especially now. 
that were all online only with uh, COVID-19. So that was that's an example of like a community or enclave. Is that the right word? Just like a gathering of people that is informal. Um, and um, dorm life, if you're dorming, I don't know if you are. Um, I don't know. Maybe there's some parking lot commuter life shit that you can find. But if you're dorming, you know, and you're passing by people that are always at the ravioli bar or something, you know, see if they're cool. Because if they are, you can hang out all the time. I think if you're shy, it, uh, but you get, it's, you, it's you really get, difficult. But It gets easier, though, I think. Hopefully, like, if you're in a place where there's other people doing stuff and they're cool, you might be able to just join in on whatever they're doing, like if they're playing games or if they're watching a movie or if they play, they're playing pool or whatever, you can join in with those people and then maybe you'll be friends. Yeah. The great thing about college is everyone is pretty much everyone comes in alone, Mm -hmm. even if they had friends to go there with them. And, uh, especially people who dorm there, uh, it's like, they're kind of starting over from scratch socially, uh, which is good and bad, but this way you can, you know, everyone kind of has to go out and socialize. And so it's a good opportunity and you don't really have to worry about approaching people at first. You can just go and kind of feel it out. People will talk to you, you know, you can just ask people questions and don't worry about putting yourself out there too much. And then maybe one day you'll be like, Hey, I'm going to go get dinner at this place on campus. Oh yeah. Like who wants to go grab lunch or who wants to go grab food? Yeah. That's an even more informal way of putting it. I just made it sound like asking for a date. Yeah. Ask, ask people to go grab food. People are always down to go grab food with and have company. Watch or to watch anime. I feel like that's a very, I still ask people to get food. Yeah. Not now. It's COVID-19. Not now. No. But like, especially if you're in a dorm, be like, Hey, do you want to come watch this anime with me? Mm -hmm. Is a low risk ask. I think. Yeah. I mean, nothing, if you're a shy person, nothing is a low risk ask, but it's an easy entree into hanging out IRL. You can also like if, if, um, it, uh, one thing that I know works for some shy people is if like you're, if you wear your interests, um, people will talk to you about them. So if you wear, like, if you like anime, let's say, or if you like a game or whatever, and you wear an anime shirt or hoodie or, um, whatever, um, or a hat, I don't know, people might... Wear like, like a hat with the back is kind of blown out and it blends in with your hair and people can't yeah. tell where the hat ends <laughs> just, and your hair begins. Just cosplay is like Jotaro every yeah. day. Um, and, you know, pe- people... I'll will... hang out with you. I'll be like, hey, what's up with you? <laughs> You're so cool looking. Why are you hitting me? Um, but yeah, if you if you are... Like that gives people like an opportunity to, to start a conversation with you about it. Um, and then, Oh, now you know that you're interested in the same thing. Um, and so that's a good way to, to kind of start that. Um, and then hopefully like you can keep talking to that person and then maybe one day ask them to go grab lunch or something. And now you have a friend and, or at least a food bunny, food buddy, a food bunny, food bunny. Is that why you wear graphic tees all the time, Mark? I wear graphic tees because I'm the laziest piece of shit. And uh, I like them. I like how they look. Um, But I have also realized as I age that the imprint of your body will be less noticeable in a button down. And I think that's why a lot of men have transitioned away from graphic tees. Oh, yeah. Mm. And so I should uh, think about that. Mm, Interesting. But there are there there are some tasteful JoJo polos and button downs mm-hmm. out Get there. Those JoJo polos, out, baby. Uh, over the years, well, they're very there's, they're very loud and they're rare and expensive. There's Pokemon pol- polos that look kind of cool. I'm not a Pokemon guy. 
Well, all right. I'm I'm just telling the listeners. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling I, Peach. I have some I have some fond memories of Pokemon from Gen One for a, a few reasons, but uh, I I would feel like a a poser mm-hmm. if I had like a button down of people because people would be like, oh, who did you upgrade with your whatever stone? And I'd be like, I didn't get there. Mm-hmm. I didn't play that much. Mm-hmm. I collected cards. You're always like afraid people will call you out. <laughs> yeah, because they will and they should. If, like, I, if uh, I'm wearing a Pokemon me, shirt. Are you a fake gamer girl? Yeah, I am <laughs> when it comes to Pokemon. Um, and I will only answer to that title when I next wear my Pokemon merch. Miles, I feel like you were going to say something. I already did. Um, I don't know. At some point you use the word echoing and then we cut you off. But whatever, it's too late. Another yeah, thing that's people oh. to hang out. That's that's it. Oh. Another thing that worked for me, although I don't know what p- young people do now, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, <laughs> I used to like, you know, meet somebody and then get their like aim and then like I am them. Yeah. And we would and like you know if you're shy, sometimes it's easier just to like chat with them that yeah, way. Yeah. The thing is, I think people do Instagram now, but Instagram like shows part of your life. Maybe you can Discord yeah i do not know maybe people are on uh like tour encrypted chats figure out what young people do we're too old to know but (laughs) get telegram do some uh secret chats that uh will self-destruct and are end-to-end encrypted maybe there's a tiktok way to make friends i don't know tiktok is just such a fucking nightmare (laughs) um oh also the best though also here's the thing about college um if uh, you don't end up liking anybody or, or you, you're worried you're going to embarrass yourself, just fuck them. You're going to leave. Everyone's going to go back to like Arkansas or Miami or wherever the fuck they're well, from. You're, you're and assuming, you don't have to talk to them. You're assuming their their school is not nearby. Like, because you could, doesn't matter. You could be going to an in-state school and like a bunch of people you went to high school with might also be there. In which case it might be But easy. then you can also avoid them all. You could avoid them all or maybe you find somebody you know and then like it's a lot easier to make new friends if you're with somebody yeah i think because then you can both approach somebody and talk to them i guess i guess but i think either way like colleges often aggregate like people from bigger distances more disparate places mm-hmm. so you can be oh, like that's a good point and then they're gonna go work in the fucking oil industry or something and you're like i don't i'm doing fashion fuck off you know it's great mm-hmm. it's a temporary thing so what i recommend you do is only try to be friends with people who are 1000 miles away from you natively no. So if you embarrass yourself and like shit all over the floor or whatever, then they have to go back to like Manitoba and you're like, we never met. Depending on what you're studying to avoid too, photo evidence, depending on what you're studying, it might be good to have connections in the industries like, you know, so yeah, talk to your because I mean, the people that you go to college with will eventually join an industry. So, you know, and make, make it make it very clear that you're only there for <laughs> professional reasons. <laughs> like hey uh, we should network ask for people's linkedin in the first two minutes you'd be a great professional contact yeah there you go that's that's the friend advice just find them on linkedin and just chat on (laughs) chat with them there is your dad gonna hire you and if so can he hire me (laughs) all right i think we've exhausted all our our advice welcome back to jojo's bizarre there's a part two for matriculate there's a second part of a question oh your favorite openings that aren't super popular my favorite opening is um, from Sailor Moon live action. Um, it's just really good. We should watch Sailor Moon live action. Oh, no. Somebody Patreon us 
so that we so, so that we are, are forced to watch it because Mark will probably to watch won't something let us. that you already want to watch. I want to watch it, but Mark's not going to let us. It's not that I'm not going to let us. It's just we've already watched the Sailor Moon anime, and we have a few other animes we're sitting on that people, multiple people Crystal have recommended only. But anyway, no, Sailor Moon. No, we saw the original. We saw the original as well. I think we just no, saw we the saw original. Crystal. No, we saw Crystal. We saw Crystal. Oh. Anyway, uh, Sailor Moon live action, uh, which is a pretty guardian Sailor Moon. Uh, has a great intro. Uh, I don't know what it's called, but it's like Moonlight Real Girl. I think it's called Moonlight Real Girl. Anyway, it's great. It's that very that cute. feels familiar. I feel like you've. you've it's very cute, that. and I know all the words to it, and I think it's better than uh, a lot of other Sailor Moon songs. Nice. It's very cute. Uh, Miles, do you have any or no? Okay, hang on. Uh, I've got one. I've got a few. Tank? You can't say tank. It can't be popular. It can't be too mainstream. She said it can't be the classic ones. I, I will say... Right, let me think about this. Tori no Uta from Air, uh, which is like an eh, okay anime. I think it's based on a visual novel, but Tori no Uta is extremely good. Um, the Azumanga Dayo opening, I don't know if that's considered classic, uh, but that one's pretty fucking fantastic. Uh, the Akagi opening by Maximum the Hormone. Oh, yeah. Maximum the Hom- Hormone is great. Yeah, they they did a bunch of like anime soundtracks in the early two thousands. Yeah, I think Does Cheers count. What? No, Cheers is a live action American TV show. Oh, okay. Um, Great opening though. It's pretty good. Um, I think Sayonara Sayonara Zetsubo Sensei has some good openings, but I can't think of them, so that was stupid. I'm trying to think of uh, rare rare anime. I've brought up Potemayo as like the the most weird. <laughs> random anime i've seen but i don't remember if i like the intro songs a lot of anime ops and eds are good but i'll say tori no Uta is extremely good akagi is good um oh yeah i love the akagi opening sorry the ending is by maximum the hormone mm. the akagi opening is that uh one by furuido which is just an acoustic guitar and a japanese man wailing about how wasted his life is and it's awesome and it's called nanto kanare nanto kanare it's good miles did you figure anything out no i don't i can't think of any <sighs> what about that darker than black uh op what is that howling howling in the shadows the howling it's got some good I don't moments know what that is um i like the i like it. some of the math rockiness of high score girl i forgot to talk about the opening and ending of high score girl but the ending uh goes real hard and it's great the opening Starts out interesting with that math rock guitar vibe, but then it kind of gets like generic. I think the Mob Psycho intro is good. Mm, um, with the counting. Yeah. Because you're like, pretty good. this is counting, this is stupid. And then the next thing you know, you're like 25, 26, 27. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Look, we've done the best we can when it comes to answering your question on that. That's all we could do. I feel like Jackie and I did our job. We have one more email. Listen. Yep. Who's got this last email? Me. Oh. This email's from Chad. Chad. Yes. Uh, the subject line is music note. Oh, the castle in the sky keeps on turning up referenced in other anime music note. Do you know the reference? No. It's a uh, wheel in the sky by journey. No. Oh, the castle in the sky keeps on turning up referenced in other anime. <laughs> it's a little bit extended. Okay. 
Aloha, JJB Pod crew. Aloha. Not too long ago, I was watching an anime called No Game, No Life that re- was released in 2014. The anime has an unmistakable reference to Castle in the Sky, which was released in 1986. Can you imagine having something you made get referenced nearly three decades later? Mind you, this is a Studio Ghibli film directed by Hayao Miyazaki. Hayao Miyazaki, so it's not surprising that it stuck with people, especially folks that decided to get into making anime themselves. I'm curious, uh, since you three have to date subjected yourself to all of current JoJo anime and pretty wide swaths of non-JoJo anime, it can be argued that you have seen a lot of anime. (laughs) Can you think of some references that popped up across multiple titles that you now get or maybe still elude you? Hope you all have a safe and sane 4th of July. My poor dog nearly lost her mind with the amount of illegal aerial fireworks getting set off in our neighborhood all day and night, but she's okay now. Mahalo, Chad. P.S. For anyone interested, you can currently access a virtual tour of the Studio Ghibli Museum. Just search YouTube for the official Studio Ghibli Museum account, or if you're reading this email on your podcast, use this link. There's a link. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah, I clicked it and I'm, I'm looking at it. Yeah, it came up, uh, started a month ago and they've been adding, looks like weekly, um, these little short Chad, videos that have a ton of Japanese text. I do not understand them, but it looks Chad, cool. Chad, what's your dog's name? Send us pictures of your dog. I hope it's like pineapple or something. Aw, pineapple. Yeah. Um, I can't think of any references across anime. I feel like Lupin the Third gets referenced a bunch in more oh, modern yeah, anime, sure. and I have not seen Lupin, so it kind of eludes me, but I know a little bit about it now. I'm sure we'll oh, see Castle. we should Castle. watch Lupin. We should watch some Lupin, yeah. That's a classic. Um, that's true. Pretty much any like anime that's before like Fist of the North Star and other 80s ones, like I'm not going to get Gegege no Kitaro or Detective Conan or... Um, uh, fucking i don't know speed racer just other things like i'm i don't know they're lost on me um besides that i guess like japanese music stuff is like a little weird like this is sort of related but jackie and i started watching dark that german like dark sci-fi mystery show i really want mark to watch to keep watching it with me <laughs> you always want more you're like i really want you to watch it and now you're like now i want you to keep watching it mark uh no it's, it's pretty so good. good it's pretty good but it's just funny there's like a an 80s like american music video happening at one point which is uh right round by uh dead or alive and then in the same episode later they're playing some like german i guess popular 80s song and it's just completely fucking lost on us I'm like, oh, is there any significance? What are they saying in this? And it's just probably supposed to be another cultural reference. Um, so I don't know if anime ever references like popular Japanese music. I don't know what the fuck it's about. I just don't have an example because my brain only thinks in a vague sense. So suck on that, everyone. Miles, what do you got? Nothing. Jackie. What do I got to do? Any references that pop up in anime that you're like, I don't get it. No, you guys know that I just forget everything the moment after I see it. I thought that was me. No, it's me. I forget everything immediately. If I don't (laughs) take notes, that's why I take notes. That's why I take so many notes. If I don't take notes, I'm like, what, what is this even about? Miles, were there any video game references you still don't get in High Score Girl? I mean, I guess a lot of them are pretty specific. They, they do a good job of explaining everything. Uh. 
I really want to see how we watched another episode today. I think we're six eps in. I'm on like 11. It's good. Wow. It is good. Yeah, it's good. I like it. Um, I like there's another girl in it and she talks and she has a lot of feelings and I feel bad for her. Yeah, she's a like well, it's a well constructed. Uh, but I also want to shake her and be like, come on, girl, you can do better. Respect yourself. <laughs> you know what's up. You know what this is. Um, all right. That does it again. That's but uh, I also want to write a sad song about her. It's so sad. <laughs> it is like sad. An, like an, I like I feel like most emo songs are about her, her relation, her. I don't know. Her sadness, <laughs> her situation. <laughs> Unrequited. Yeah. Um, those were emails sent to Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com. You're in love with a boy and the boy's in love with video games. To turn to another uh, <laughs> wing of the friend fortress. Uh, I'll talk to you for a minute about our Patreon. Um, listen, this podcast doesn't support itself. It needs help from listeners like you. If you go to patreon.com slash jjbpod, you can just pledge us a dollar a month and it's actually helpful. And people do it. Uh, if you pledge one dollar, you just get access to the Patreon feed and our undying love. Patreon feed is weekly to a degree uh, where uh, Miles writes and I post uh, a list of all the pop culture references that we make on the show. If you pledge three dollars, I will read your name like so. Refreshing the list. Skipping any one dollar people. Uh, I want to say thank you to the $3 Patreons like Austin, Celeste, Chad, Christian, Caden, Kevin, Michael, Tim, and Tyler. Um, you guys all help us out a bunch when it comes down to tracking down some of these movies and shit and uh, paying for podcast supplies and things like that. And if you want to get nuts, uh, if you switch to the $20 tier for even just one month and then you can turn it off, we'll watch an anime of your choosing. Usually we just watched a few episodes of it, but, uh, you know, we have a huge backlog of animes to watch and we're kind of sometimes like, I don't know, what should we watch? What do people like? How, what do I want to watch? But if you just give us $20 and are like, just fucking watch this, then we'll do that. And that's what we did this week. And it was good. We watched, as, uh, mentioned earlier, Castle in the Sky. It was a Patreon pick from Martin. Thank you to all our patri- patrons. Thank you to all of our Patreon patrons, our supporters. We also have one for next week. And all the listeners who listen for free. Yeah, you can do that. Support is is just listening, but money also walks. We love money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, have to, I have to get my gold. Uh, you know, this was going to be a random reference. I was just going to say my gold fronts paid for, but that kind of is a JoJo reference. I have to get my GoGo Zeppeli um metal teeth fronts made so uh support us okay um i'm gonna take a break uh because we took a while there i'll be right back and we're back uh do you guys want to talk about this movie do you should we go beat by beat or do you just want to talk about your general thoughts i think if you go beat by beat we'll be here all night that's true I don't really have... I didn't take enough notes to go beat by beat. Cool. Yeah, I want to get away from that too because I do find it exhausting, especially after we talked for about college for three hours. But... Mm-hmm. <laughs> we did talk about college uh, Yeah, Castle in the Sky is a 1986 Studio Ghibli movie written and directed by Hayao Miyazaki. Um, and it is definitely really formative, at least in Japan, I don't know about worldwide, in the steampunk genre. 
if you guys are ever like, what's steampunk look like? Just watch the airships and mining equipment and stuff in this movie. That's what steampunk or diesel punk, I don't know. Wikipedia wants to tell me they're two different things. I don't give a shit. Uh, it's set in the 18th century, and it's about this girl who has a magical stone uh, and is being sought after by these different factions, um, falls to earth. This boy who is a miner rescues her and then kind of takes her around to avoid being captured again. And it turns out that the stone and her background are of a flying castle known as Laputa. Apparently in Japanese, they call it Laputa as mm. well. They don't just straight up say puta, which is Spanish for bitch or no, pro- it, prostitute. It's, it's whore. Whore. It means whore. Yeah. Um, which is why in Spain, uh, the first dub, they called it... What did they call it? I wrote this down. They called it... La Quinta. La, <laughs> La Quinta Inn. They called it like... Oh, La Puntu. La Puntu. And you were kind of right. In, in the 2012 Catalan dub, they called it La Puta. Ah. They put the accent on the beginning. A, yeah, you just put an accent on but, the, but the first part of it. But apparently, in Spain at least, it was La Puntu, which is better. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so the movie... As the movie goes on, you find out there's this mystical flying city you know, the, or flying castle in the sky and she's from there and it's they're trying to named, go there. It, the city's named after Gulliver's Travels. That's right, right. The Jonathan the, Swift book. There is a slash satire castle in the sky there as well. Or a with city. With that same name. Yeah, a city in the sky. Laputa. Yeah. yeah. Um, and everyone wants to get there because it has mystical powers. Obviously, it's flying, floating. It's got a ton of riches. People, yeah, people think it has treasures. And we also find out that it has a uh, big ass firepower. And science kind of a death star really yeah it's a death star <laughs> turns out to be a death star yeah it's pretty cool um it's got the fifth angel from evangelion yes. inside it is that sakiel i always forget the name of that one i don't know yeah the hottest sexiest angel from evangelion a blue the most geometric crystal. one yeah just the easiest one to draw no matter who you are <laughs> um actually you know i don't think it is sakiel let's see anyway um I feel like the middle of this movie, I kind of was like, I don't know. This feels like a lot of the Studio Ghibli movies, the Miyazaki movies. Like there's flying, there's a boy and a girl, there's uh, evil people who also kind of turn out to be friends. I noticed that's like a a Ghibli or Miyazaki thing that happens a lot where you're like, they're not so bad. They're kind of nice. But then I really liked the last act of this movie. I thought it was uh, a lot of fun. I loved the technology and stuff. I loved the Were you violence. Scared? Was I scared? Yeah, I was scared. For when? Like, I thought Pazu was going to fall like a million times. Oh. Well, I, it was interesting to see uh, people do die in this. They sure do. Which I know we saw in Mononoke, we saw people die as well. But here, I did not expect those soldiers to just spill out into the earth. Mm. When the pirate ship went down, I was like, I don't know if they're really gone. And they weren't. Which is good, because I like them. Other common Ghibli, like, here are things Miyazaki likes. He loves aviation. Yep. He loves pirates. Yep. Well, yeah. He loves strong women. Yep. He loves big mustached men. Uh-huh. That are just, like, grumpy, but they they are very wise. And you got to know that they know shit. They're there to help. <laughs> he loves pacifism. Not mm. super on display in this movie, except I will say the ending, I think, obviously, is um, a, a call to disarm. Uh, yes. Because they think the destruction spell 
um, is like, oh, you're like worried it's going to be the whole castle, the whole city. But in reality, it just destroys the weaponized part. And so after that, it's just this cool floating green tree. Yeah, he city. loves nature. He does love yeah. nature. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it's good that way. There's obviously, like as you'd expect, some incredible animation. Like some of the hand-drawn stuff of like the... And maybe it was traced from real world stuff, but like just the spinning propellers and machinery like had so many frames. I particularly liked uh, when they go into the storm or whatever that is and Pazu sees his dad. It's like really dark and you keep seeing this light reflected on their faces. And uh, it's also extremely smooth animation and, and was like kind of a different style from the rest of the movie. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it's like really, it was really good, but it still felt like of the time. You know what I mean? It still 80s. like looked and felt like an 80s anime. Yeah. But it was just like the best of that style. Yeah, it had that Western look. They're kind of speed racery looking. Some of the audio has that sort of, I don't know how to describe it, but that older sound to it where it doesn't feel as dynamic. Mm-hmm. It feels like the mic is only getting like a certain mid-range of the sounds or I don't know. Or it's a little bit muffled. I liked the soundtrack. It was very like synthy. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm interested to see, I don't know if we should talk about specifically what version you watched or what version we watched, but I was looking it up and Disney redubbed a lot of Ghibli movies after they already had a dub, and this is one of them that they redid in like 03. Um, And part of what their remastering or whatever re-release was, was they asked the composer, Joe Hisaishi, who's awesome, and he always has this like awesome mystical mysterious sound like i love that one track where it's like a bunch of popping sounds i don't know how to describe Mm. it it sounds like raindrops or something and he always has these mystical bells xylophone noises um they were like hey take your 60 minute sort of synth and orchestral soundtrack can you make it more orchestra real sounding and make it 90 minutes and he did that for later releases i don't know which one we heard but um i mean the theme itself is just great um and has some great moments i might look up the other soundtrack to see how it contrasts um but i started to watch this in english but then i wanted to turn the air conditioner on so i switched to japanese ah the smart stuff the volume is high nice but the cast looks interesting it's got mark hamill oh james vanderbeek is the is the male lead oh is it like baby james vanderbeek or was it just dubbed like when he was an adult he was an adult it was 2003 i think Something like that. You've got Cloris Leachman in there. Who? Cloris Leachman. She was the German. He must have an enormous von Stucker or whatever in Young Frankenstein. Okay. But uh, she did a lot of stuff super hot. more recently. Yeah, she's super hot in that. And then you look at her now and you're like, oh, I've seen her in stuff, but she's a lot older. Um, <laughs> yeah. I love the theme song. I've heard it sampled in stupid Japanese speed rave music. Uh, if you just look up. I think Laputa Castle in the Sky by The M Project. You'll hear what I mean. And it, it's very catchy. I could not stop saying things in that melody during and after the movie and in my head right now. Um, I love the theme. Er. Mandy Patinkin is one of the yes. pirates. He's the, he's the pirate with like the spread out mustache. He's one of the three large uh, fail sons of, of Dola. He's also Andy Dick. Oh, Remember Andy Dick? Remember Andy Dick? <laughs> um, yeah, he's he's the guy with the far out mustache who just looks like the French pilot from Porco Rosso to me. Um, 
Uh, Every time, like the first time she falls, I was like waiting for Pocoroso, po- Porco Rosso to come out and, and yeah. uh, rescue her. I love that pig. Um, did, did you guys like this movie? I did. I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. I, I feel like I liked Porco better. I think that might be true for me as well. Porco's uh, likable in a different way, I think. I th- yeah. They're just different movies. Por- Porco is more of like a, I've heard the, the word elegiac used on a movie mm. i think for scorsese's last movie and it feels a little bit more like a farewell to this kind of thing where mm. like just to kind of maybe overanalyze but like this movie has a fight scene where it's two buff dudes duking it out and you know it does kind of show the futility and how stupid it is that they fight but it is also like kind of fun and you know towards the end of the movie yes he throws the gun down but there's a lot more action violence mm-hmm. in this movie Whereas in Porco Rosso, the like fight between men is like very dumb and they're both just injured as hell and not really hitting each other that hard anymore. Um, and there's just a lot more pacifism. Yeah. Um, this I think is a good kids movie though. It feels like a, yeah. like a good like Disney movie or something. I like it more than like Spirited Away, I think. Yeah. Spirited Away. I, I am surprised at still how far down on the rankings i would put it in terms of the miyazaki i've seen i think i like nausicaa better than this um i don't know about that really Mi- i, re- I nausicaa really nausicaa like, was the first one i saw and i, I don't, really I don't like, know if my brain was i ready. really like nausicaa um definitely similarities here too with those like flying bug things and you know i love kiki's so kiki's top of my list still um yeah i like i think i like mononoke better I think I like Porcaroso better. So this is just like, this is a solid movie, you know, like it's still good, but it's not my favorite. But Miyazaki, like the, the Studio Ghibli makes so many good movies that even, even if something yeah. is like number four on your list of top five Studio Ghibli movies, you could still be like, I love this fucking movie, you yeah, know? For sure. Um, so yeah, I think it's really good. It's not my favorite. Like maybe it, it doesn't like resonate with me as much as Kiki's or, or Nausicaa. But, um, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good film. I really liked the last act. I liked all this stuff with the steampunk robots and that, that mystique of like, what was this city? Yeah. I like like what happened to it. I think it has really good mystery throughout. Like you're like wondering about her and it takes you a little while to learn like what, what this stone is and why people are after her and stuff. So I, I like the kind of the mystery and the suspense, um, See, I wasn't as into that. that I was part into where it. they're all on the ground. That felt more like I've seen this before kind of thing. Mm. Um, maybe just by the later Ghibli stuff, Ghibli stuff, maybe by other things that were definitely influenced by this, including some of the Final Fantasy games, mm-hmm. the steampunky stuff, the flying airships. If you play FF6, it's about, you know, it's got like a woman with like mystical powers who mm. is connected to this other part of the but world. This, this probably influenced a lot of that stuff. That's what I just said. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I played it first. Yeah. Um, uh, but it is super cool to look at some of Final Fantasy VI. And there's a song in FF6 called Finding Friends that I swear sounds just like the theme of this movie, but nobody on the internet agrees with me. This girl kind of looks like Kiki's. Yeah. She kind of looks oh, like Oh, yeah. Kiki. Exact same style. Yeah. Um, I love... There's also... I think this is a... Sorry, when they actually end up landing on Laputa and they're... <laughs> I shouldn't say it like that. I should say Laputa. <laughs> should because Laputa just sounds like I'm calling somebody a, a, a whore. And her and, and and that's her last name too. So her name is uh, uh, Lucita. Lucita. Lucita Laputa is her name. Right. <laughs> like the, the town sex worker that everyone goes to. And Lucy <laughs> is like... 
Uh-huh. It's like, um, it's kind of a punny name for a whore, I think. Really? Yeah, like you're loose. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, when they when they land on Laputa, um, and there's like a blurry shot of flowers, and they like rack focus, like the flowers come into focus. I think that's cool because what I know about animation, which isn't much, it's like they're kind of imitating a camera, which kind of imitates the human eye when something is too close or too far away from you and it's blurry and then you focus on it. But in animation, it's not like they drew a bunch of blurry drawings and then it kind of stitched it together. It's like somehow they actually recorded that and I'm curious, but it was cool. Um, yeah. I, uh, things that it reminded me of the, the big, uh, the big iron giant skies reminded me of iron giant and, uh, earthbound the starmen the kind of pose with their mm-hmm. hands on their hips um i thought of breath of the wild a lot the zelda game because it's this like clearly futuristic technology but it has this old school mechanical look all the guardians that are around hyrule castle everyone's gone so it's like an abandoned city with only these non-sentient guardians or seemingly non-sentient i guess guardians uh guarding everything so it's fun to see something like this and it becomes sort of this, um, what was that key that t- taught everyone how to talk? Like they under, they Rosetta Stone so that people uh, understood yes. how to read, I don't know what text. Um, it was Egyptian. That's was it? How, yeah, for the longest time people couldn't understand Egyptian, but the Rosetta Stone is a stone that um, it it's written, it's the same text written translated in multiple languages. So it's the same text written in ancient oh. Egyptian um i think like latin greek or something like you know like different languages and some of those languages like you know historians actually know so they were able to use that to start to learn um you know how to read ancient egyptian um so like that was like the ground breaking thing like oh finally we can try to understand this stuff i completely forgot all of that i I definitely learned all of that in history and then i was like fuck that i was really into ancient egyptian stuff i thought it was cool i mean I'm, i'm that's why you love jojo Mm, I guess true, I true, true. None of it's really about Egyptian civilization. I mean, there's like a little bit he talks about, but it's mostly just names. Sorry, Mark. Well, it's mostly. By the way, someone is now blowing fireworks off right outside of my house. So get excited to edit that. Oh, I'm very excited. I haven't heard it on this call at least, so that's good. But otherwise, nice. Happy Fourth of July or Fifth of the July, everybody. Cue the fucking John Philip Sousa. I actually used that on one episode, probably last year. Um, what the fuck else I got to say? Oh, this is Makoto Shinkai's favorite anime. The, Who's that? The Who's guy that? who did uh, Your Name. Oh, favorite anime. His favorite animation. Yep. Mm. Um, so you can definitely see a ton of uh, inspiration. So I was saying this is kind of like the Rosetta Stone for me to understanding a lot of steampunk, airship, um and just i don't know random references i have you seen uh the anime last exile i feel like i've talked about it before i have not it's like it reminded me a lot of this it's it's like way more recent um but it's a lot of it's like super steampunk there's it's like all flying driven by steam we should watch it it was good Mm -hmm. i don't remember it that well it really feels like this movie like it it seems like okay we've seen a lot of this before like even even like watching it reminds me of other Miyazaki films but like it came first so it's like it's just kind of funny how it it must be super influential to the point where we just see it and we're like okay we've seen this before because like it influenced so much 
Yeah, um, the Nadia series, apparently, which it may have been Gainax, I forget. Nadia is very in- inspired by this. Um, the Disney movie Atlantis may be inspired oh. by this. That was just like according to, I think, Ebert, like an American movie reviewer. So like, I don't yeah. know what he knows. Um, I, I also like that this, um, I think this might be the only Miyazaki film that I've seen that has, well, maybe that's not true. Mononoke might also, but um, it, that it has a uh, equally, uh, the protagonists are like, there's a there's a male protagonist, so a young boy and a young girl, and they're like equally like I think the protagonist. Um, yeah. Usually, usually there's one protagonist, and it tends to be a little girl in a lot of these films. But yeah, um, I like that it's it's two, and so if you're a little boy or a little girl, hopefully you can identify with one of the characters. Um, that yeah. couple yeah. though, steam and chemistry. Yeah, there's they're oh, and they're in love. They're so cute. They the were love. they were cute. I was feeling like it wasn't that big a deal i guess really but it was funny that i think she's supposed to be pretty young and yet all these like big stupid sons of dola are like hitting on her they were funny though of course it ends up being innocent you know that they weren't there to like i love the scene where they all just want to help her cook yes (laughs) that is so cute when he barges into the kitchen and closes the door behind him i was like hey 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 yeah wait wait a minute what's going on what are you doing but it's like he was nervous to like approach her and ask her to help um i thought that was really cute and like take take notes fellas that's how you do it yeah just do what they want you to do simp out help no help it's really nice jackie wants men to simp no, what is that? That's stupid. Yeah, what is that? Simply, it's a bullshit term, but it's hilarious. It, it, the idea is that it's like it's just it's just fucking aggressive men saying don't be nice to women. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it, it's like it, well, the idea is treat like, them like shit. It's like if you're nice to women because you think that they'll give you the time of day, so you're just down to like lay down and do whatever for them. I mean, it's sort of something that is like a like it could be in a charitable um, interpretation. It's like don't just like lay yourself down for anybody you know yeah don't be like i'll do whatever have have some some self-respect but yeah yeah, it is also just like asshole men see other men like oh wait you're nice to women i'm an asshole you should just be an asshole like me (laughs) yeah it's like what do you think they're gonna have sex with you and it's like dude maybe i don't (laughs) what fucking business of it is yours um stop policing how other people treat each other and stuff just leave them alone yeah but also have self-respect. Don't peel the potatoes just to peel the potatoes. But how? No, I think you should help. Like whether you were trying to date her or she's she's cooking your food, man. Help her out. That's like she, true. You if know, that's what you meant. My bad. If that was your mom, like you should also go into the kitchen and help your mom. You should be just as enthusiastic. No, but I did say take notes, fellas, because I do mean that a girl will appreciate if you help her. You it's know? true. Um, but anyone would appreciate if you help them. You know, someone's doing work. It's nice to help yeah, them. Yeah, you shouldn't have one young like, girl cooking food for all these big idiots in pink pants. If all if if we know one of those dudes was chopping wood and she wanted to help him chop some wood, that would also be a nice thing. Yeah, you know, I don't know. But everyone be like Pazu. He was a hot child. What? Pazu. Everyone liked hot. him. You said. No, I. Everyone should be like him. He was a hot child. Oh. Yeah. Well, because he Miles. was the one that really had her heart. Yeah. <laughs> She didn't have to help cook or anything. That's true. Yeah. And just true. saved her life multiple times. Yeah. Uh, apparently, some of the minor stum uh, M-I-N-E-R, like the guys going for coal in the earth, um, is influenced by, I don't know why, but 
Miyazaki visited or just saw、um, there were some mining strikes in the mid 80s in Ireland.、Um, basically,、uh, maybe Northern Ireland because Margaret Thatcher was involved. They were trying to like privatize coal and they were like cutting these things. And so the mining unions were like, we're going to fucking stop mining and you're going to have no energy and blah, blah, blah. But they like didn't do something on a technical level. They didn't like have everyone vote on it. So the, the strike was declared illegal and the coal industry has gotten privatized and fell to shit. And some coal towns in the United Kingdom are some of the poorest、mm. in the regions. That feels a little familiar. But.、Uh, Anyway, that strike in particular uh, influenced uh, Miyazaki a little bit, I guess, just in his depiction of the mining people.、Um, I guess just them being hardworking and not having a lot of luck, maybe. I don't know.、Mm. Um, so, yeah, look up the miners' strike of 1984, 1985 in Ireland. Was, uh, was anyone else bothered that the giant Goliath could fly, could like float in the air without? Being on. Well, like maybe, they could park it in the sky. Maybe it was. Maybe there were little jet engines in the bottom you couldn't see. But I did not pay attention、oh. to this, no. Yeah, just that bothered me. <laughs> also, I feel like. I mean, all the magic and everything didn't bother me, but that giant thing flying with those tiny propellers, I don't know. Yeah. Well, once you get it up there, you know, it's easy. Yeah, you're right. I don't know if that's true.、Uh, the flying pods that have like insect wings, which I think is also in Nausicaa a bit, but、uh, since we saw Keep Your Hands Off Azoken, and in the first or second episode, the girl with the imagination, like she draws out like what she thinks like the pod, the flying pod would be like, and she imagines one that has bug wings like this. So I wonder if that's also、uh, an influence.、Um, I, I find it interesting. It happens in Eva all the time. I don't know where this trope comes from, but I feel like it's only in anime. Where a laser hits something, a part of the ground, a person, something, and then it explodes.、Mm. Yeah, there's like a delay. There's a delay, and it's not like they hit a fuel tank that then causes an explosion. It's like they're putting explosive substance into something, and then it explodes. And it is cool and satisfying, but it is just like, who started that? I'm thinking it's like it heats it up so much that it explodes. I guess. Like it's a、so. heat ray. It feels very localized. To one particular spot.、Um, by the way, for some JoJo voice actor connections, not too many, but that one、uh, white mustache pervert、uh, that we were talking about who first tries to help out in the kitchen,、um, named Louis, is the oldest of Dola's sons. I wasn't paying that much attention, I guess, but I didn't realize that three of those men are her kids because they call her Mama, but I thought that was just、yeah. like an affectionate name.、Um, He is Jay Guile, the、oh. man with two right hands or two left hands in the JoJo 2014 Stardust Crusaders anime. And ironically, I've probably said this already, but he was whole horse in the Capcom fighting game.、Uh, so he's played both parts of that、uh, duo of perverts in India. So great job, person. Great、I'll、job. The, the train engineer, voice actor, this doesn't really matter that much. Doesn't have anything to do with JoJo, but he,、uh, he was for a long time the voice of Akuma and M. Bison in Street Fighter. Somewhat relevant to the anime we watched last week, High Score Girl. Yeah. So, cool. Do with that info what you will.、Um, what did you think of the 
fashion. I I liked that the pirates wore pink pants. They were the pink pantsers. Yes. <laughs> and I feel neutral about the villain wearing an ascot. Yeah, I didn't love that. He looked like a dumbass Scooby-Doo dickhead. But his his frowning face and sunglasses also made him look like a Gendo Ikari asshole kind of guy. Like, take off the sunglasses. No one else is wearing sunglasses. He had a huge head. He had a big forehead. Like, when at one point, air is blowing into his face. And his head is lifting up. His hair is lifting up. And I'm like, your hairline goes pretty far back there. Honestly, glad he didn't win in the end. Yeah. He didn't get like a super violent death, but I did feel a little bad for him when he was like, ah, oh, my eyes, I can't see. And then oh, he's just yeah. gone. I was like, don't make me feel bad for you, guy. You suck. He did suck. Um, also, like, I think a lot of the stuff here, you know, because we don't want to think about people dying, even though a lot of the army fell out. It's like the big laser is fired into the ocean, which definitely, maybe to me, invokes like... Um, like nuclear test footage energy, you know, and I guess to the mm. Japanese, that's specifically Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Um, but it's like, obviously they're going to do all this stuff over the ocean. So the movie doesn't have to think about and reconcile all of these, like what if people die during this like flex of power? But I do also think about all these whales and fish that are in the ocean, just like, Oh God, <laughs> just like <laughs> fucking big ass heat ray just cooks uh, a whole school of fish. I don't know. They're pretty dumb. They're like, whatever. I don't have to listen to Franklin anymore. Those poor whales. Yeah, well, whatever. This is, they got enough going on. This is about castles in the sky, not whales in the ocean, you know? It's way more than a castle, though. It's like a whole community up there. It's a whole ass city. So wait. With the little robots. Right. They were not little. These big robots. So were, were there... So there were a lot of people. There were humans up there. You don't think? Of course. Because like she's a descendant. That's where she came from. But it was like 700 years ago that they left. We find out As- Ascot Asshole is also a descendant. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is sad because it's like, I don't feel as much sympathy or empathy for robots anymore because since robots have become started to become a thing and AI has become a thing, you realize that it's just always to serve corporate interests or spying government interests and so it's a lot less romantic to think about like what are robots like people should we respect them just because they have a high consciousness that's the result of programming or whatever but i did feel bad for these robots in this movie because they were just like tending to the gardens and you know they weren't alone you know posi points that out they've got those foxes that you said look like the nausicaa yeah i think to me they do yeah i meant to look that up um but it is still sad that they're picking flowers and putting them on graves. I thought that was very touching. Mm-hmm. Um, that was nice. I would like to, I'd like to go to a place like that. Listeners write in, if you know of a flying city tree place with a sexy crystal, um, write to Jojo's Bizarre Pod and tell me where it is. There's another movie with a mobile castle Howl's Moving Castle. I was going to say, is it Howl's oh, Moving Castle? I another, haven't seen that yeah. one. Another Miyazaki movie? Should we watch it next? Sure. I think I'm I've seen it. watch all the jibs. All the ghiblies. We we'll get to it. all the jibs. All the ghibli-zakis. Grave of the Fireflies is also a ghibli, but it's not Miyazaki, right? Am I right on that or am I wrong? You're correct. Yeah. It is also supposedly super sad. I've watched it. I don't want to watch it again. Oh, uh, were you sad? Not really. Are you sad, you little baby? You're going to cry thinking about victims of war? Huh? No. Why don't you want to watch it again? 
I just, I don't care. It is a little weird to me to think about, I mean, war victims are on all sides, but it's weird to think about like, do you want to watch the sad movie about imperialist Japan in World War II? It's weird Mm -hmm. watching it when my grandparents are Filipino. Yeah. On one side and the other half is Italian. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Well, that's the thing is like so much of, of Asia is probably like, fuck you. Yeah. I don't care. I mean, but these are civilians. It's not the same thing. I don't know the story. Yeah. But uh, that's a heavy topic we're not prepared for. However, I'm interested in hearing... Sorry, Miles, I cut you off. No, that that's all. That's all I was going to say. I haven't seen a lot of Ghibli, though. But you are saying that when you watched Grave of the Fireflies, you were like, fuck you, lose. Yeah, pretty much. Stop. Um, I was going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. I don't care. Make an anime <laughs> about the Philippines, motherfucker. Oh. Um. Make an anime about the origin of, of Eskrima, the Filipino martial art I have only heard of. I'm going to do that. I know nothing about Yeah, make an anime, Miles. Okay. Listeners, if you join the $15,000 Patreon tier, <laughs> Miles will make an anime, and boy, will it be good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm sure Grave of the Fireflies is good. I've tried to watch it once or twice, and I got bored um but that means i just didn't get through it enough and i probably didn't care as much about history or war now i love war mm-hmm. or children yeah if it was miyazaki it, it would probably loop me in faster i'd be like show me that airplane again <laughs> you know show me that pig I loves airplanes yeah i also said that i would love to see just watching this made me think like i would love to see hayao miyazaki do a chrono trigger Oh, mo- yeah. movie series or OVA series just because the little bits of anime I have seen for Chrono Trigger when they put it on PlayStation it definitely works that game already feels so fucking cinematic and uh, you know the robots here made me think of all the robos in Chrono Trigger in that uh, factory and they're all mean except one Miles do you have any experience with Chrono Trigger I feel like I played it a tiny bit in college on an emulator and didn't get very far Ah, you see, I wasn't doing well in college, so I played all of it in an emulator in college <laughs> in a summer. Should have been like you. That's right. I can't believe the pants fit her. And I don't know where the top came from, but how did... What's her name? What's her name? Gaki? What is it? What's the girl's name? I forget her name. Pazu and Shita. Shita. How did the... Uh, how did this fucking because like because it's seen. like it's like her her name is lucita and then shita right, is like yes. the japanese because they say like lucita and so it's shita that's the nickname yes that is that is part of it the other the other possibility i think i was reading was that um that there is a sita character in um the ramayana which is an indian religious text mm. um which the villain makes reference to he references sodom and gomorrah and then he references the arrow of indra um and i should really look this up i thought i wrote it down um it reminded me of that scene from i think jurassic park when somebody goes shoot when does that happen i don't remember you shoot bitch shoot i don't know yeah so the female lead in ramayana uh which is a hindu epic is named sita Mm. of course yes this still could be a reference to lucita Mm-hmm. But maybe Lucita was formed as part of that. Blah, yeah. Blah, blah. yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and it's funny his 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 little speech, the bad guy's speech, where where he's like, "This is the fire that burns Sodom and Gomorrah, the arrow yeah. of Indra." That's a little bit like I forget who it was, but after they tested the atomic bomb in the United States, when he says, "Now I am become death destroyer of worlds," uh, which is quoting it might be quoting Ramayana or it might be quoting the Bhagavad Gita. I am probably wrong. He misquoted it, so that I know. Um, so it's okay for me to not know what it's from. Uh, okay, it's from the Bhagavad Gita, a different Hindu text. I am very smart. I know things. I have a huge brain. I went to all my classes in college. Um, so I think that's a cool parallel, um, possibly, between uh, the real-life asshole saying that, looking at the atomic bomb test, and this guy looking at the tree that shits on the earth. It's kind of what it is. All right, do we have any stray thoughts about this movie? Anything you guys want to clean up? It's Jurassic Park. He goes shoot har har, but he's like British, so he's going shoot har. It's from the near the beginning. Okay. I like it. It didn't have any emotional moments, so I didn't. I think that's why I didn't like it as much as I the other movies. I felt for that robot with the flowers. I didn't. I didn't feel emotional enough. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I admired the art and the scope but maybe it was just that the characters didn't grab me enough mm. like uh, that's interesting yeah they don't feel as specific they don't distinguish themselves from other ghibli movies maybe yeah i feel like like princess mononoke i felt a real tie to those characters porco rosso i loved that pig mm-hmm. um, i think porco I rosso didn't... definitely stands apart but at the same time the people in the people that I feel familiar with with these characters, like the girl in Porco Rosso and um, Kiki and people, like this was this came first, but we're mm-hmm. not seeing it first. Yeah. So like it feels familiar because things have derived from it, um, yeah. which is a problem that I face. Maybe if they had like the time. shown us at the end them going back to her farm or whatever and them living together would have resonated more emotionally mm. with me um, you wanted the where are they now i wanted the where i always want the where are they now i will say i thought that was interesting because we know that um the bad guy muska which sounds like what is it musco or Mo- mosca right is another spanish connection that means fly um that no he, it wasn't mosca it wasn't i know i said musca. it sounds like it oh, okay uh, that he wants to live there and be king of this crazy place um and she's technically from there but they like never want to stay there in part because it's a weapon and they're far from earth. I thought it was nice that he's like, I'll take you to your village. I want to see uh, where you grew up, mm. that kind of thing. So yeah, I was also looking forward to it, but I just kind of figured they'd do it. They'd get there. It's fine. Um, yeah. yeah. This was cool. I'm glad I saw it. Um, but yeah, I liked, I liked the last, the last third the best. Um, anyway, yeah. If you have thoughts, if you guys haven't have seen it and haven't said anything, you can write to Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com. Feel free to check out the Patreon, which is patreon.com slash jjbpod. At some point, I'll stream on Twitch, I promise, to nobody. Twitch.tv slash jjbpod. And obviously, yes, we're on the Hellzone website known as twitter.com slash jjbpod. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. What are we watching next week? Next week, we are watching the animated album um that came out last year that is known as loading the patreon message give me a second i thought i could do it i thought if i just slow down the sentence 
that Suspense. I can do it, but I can't. But People it's on Netflix. For these slick and production it's music, values. <laughs> and it's uh, it's called Sound and Fury. It's nice. an animated movie album. So we'll be watching Sound and Fury next week. And we have to watch through the credits for another segment, as I understand it. So check that out. It's on Netflix. You probably have Netflix. If you don't, uh, call a friend and steal Yay. their account. Have a good week, everybody. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye.